Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? Do you want to lead with confidence, inspire your team, and achieve your career goals? I'm excited to announce Lead Intuit is now offering leadership coaching. Picture this, 60 minutes of focused one-on-one coaching that will transform the way you lead. Whether you're a seasoned executive or just starting out on your leadership journey, Lead Intuit has the expertise and guidance to help unleash everyone's full leadership potential. With one-on-one coaching with me, you'll develop powerful leadership strategies, enhance your communication skills, build a high-performing team, and achieve your career aspirations. The website, leadintoit.co, is your gateway for us to work together and create a tailored coaching plan to fit your needs and goals. So don't miss out on this incredible opportunity to supercharge your leadership skills. Visit leadintoit.co, that's leadintoit.co, today. You're listening to episode 34 of the Lead Into a Podcast. I'm Sarah Greco, and I have over 10 years of experience in various roles and industries. During this time, I learned just how crucial leadership is as both an employee and a leader myself. This has led me on a mission to inspire and provide resources for those who have a desire to be a leader in both their career and their lives. The Lead Into a Podcast is designed to help you learn how to be a leader with advice, tools, tips, and inspiration from people with all different types of backgrounds. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Lead Into It. On this week's episode, I talk with Jen Trepek, who is a health and wellness coach, as well as the host of the podcast, Salad with a Side of Fries. So as leaders or as high-achieving individuals, our health and wellness, both physical and mental, is truly the foundation of reaching our goals, as well as taking care of others. That could be our families, that could be our employees. So during our conversation, we talk about why health and wellness is important, what happens if you don't make it a priority, and then Jen leaves you with tons of great tips that you can take and implement in your day-to-day life. So I hope you enjoy. Well, welcome, Jen. I'm so excited to have you to the show. So just as background, Jen Trepek is a health and wellness coach, entrepreneur, and the host of the podcast, Salad with a Side of Fries. So welcome to the show today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So first, I want to say I sent you an Instagram thing today from Sarah Blakely because she literally was in a hotel and she ordered a salad with a side of fries. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is Jen. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. And more of us order it than we realize. And so it's also sort of validating to hear it, right? (laughs) Right. And it's so true because you can have like just something healthy. And then you're like, but I'm really craving this one thing. So I love the concept of the, just the title itself. So what I want to start with is what's your story? Like what brought you to where you are today? Oh my goodness. Okay. So the back up, right? So there's yeah. sort of like, there's sort of two sides to this story. Like on the one side, there's the wellness stuff. And on the other side, there's the business stuff. Mm-hmm. So I grew up a dancer. So I was like the skinny one in a family of dieters, as I joke. Um, and that was awesome, right? Till it went away. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, you know, after high school, I wasn't dancing six days a week. Um, I always ate healthfully mm-hmm. growing up. Like I ate vegetables. It, that wasn't really a thing. But also it was just like everything changed, right? Eating in a college dorm and all those kinds of things. So I sort of then went on my own weight management saga Right. Like I, um, I remember when it all happened, I was like, okay, I know what to do. I watched my family do this. Right. And I tried mm-hmm. like every diet under the sun and did the whole yo-yo thing and all that stuff. So graduating from college, I moved to New York, started working. And now my parents worked for themselves when I was growing up. Okay. So I start working And I remember it was like, we were planning our annual family vacation for December and I had to go into this computer system to like request the time off. And it hit me like an anvil. I was like, I am requesting permission for access to my own time. 
Wow. That's such a good point. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. It's not this. Mm -hmm. What I do know is that I will not work for someone else. So I went out looking for things and I was looking for things to do on the side of my full-time job with the intention of just taking that money and like investing it. Yeah. Right. Like I was still going to work and do the career thing and like keep going forward. Um, but do this thing on the side, invest the money so that I could eventually just like retire early. And then everything I thought of to do on the side sounded totally miserable. Like, so, so I was, I went to uh, college at the university of Michigan and I was a writing tutor there. So I was like, okay, I live in New York. I'll go down to NYU and tutor kids, you know, help them with papers. And then I was like, okay, logistically, I still have to be at work at eight-ish in the morning. How can I be up all night helping some kid because they forgot they had a paper due and then mm-hmm. be at work and fully functioning? And I was like, okay, that's not going to work, right? So I was looking for things. Mm-hmm. Um, in that process of looking for things, I was introduced to a whole a million different things and options and stuff that you could do that make money. Right. Mm -hmm. And I also learned about the program that I now teach, you know, which has the side effect of weight loss. But so at first, when I first learned about it, I was like, no, 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 that's okay. Like I've got my thing. Right. Meanwhile, I'm like on this roller coaster, but like my thing. Yeah. (laughs) So I saw people who were following this program And they were, I noticed after a while, I noticed two things. One was that they were keeping the weight off. The other thing was this woman was telling her story of losing like 150 pounds. And everything she said after that sounded like the teacher in Charlie Brown. Like I heard zero words. I was like in my own world staring at her. Because I couldn't see where 10 pounds would have been on her body, let alone the equivalent of like another human, because that's what you're telling me was there. Mm -hmm. And I had this moment with myself of like, get over yourself. They clearly know something that you don't know. Like maybe you might want to see what that is. (laughs) Yeah. And so I followed the program with a coach and it completely changed my life. It is the only thing that's allowed me to say I've kicked my food issues. And from that moment on, I set out on a mission to pay it forward and help people help themselves with this information. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is my thing. This is what I'm going to do on the side, you know, to make it work. And with that, you know, I've partnered with a couple companies that facilitate, right, and make it easier because one of the other things I've learned, and we can get to this, is like, you don't have to create the worksheet. Like no one cares. Yeah. Yeah, Like you are the special sauce. You, you could walk someone through the exact same worksheet as someone else and it's going to be different. Right. So, and your client doesn't care who made the worksheet. Right. So, um, long story short, right. So I followed some systems and worked with some tools and built my business on the side. So this was like late 2007. I started working with clients and, I built my business on the side and my career, like my day job changed a few times over the years. Mm -hmm. Um, I left my full-time job July of 2019. So like 12 years of side hustle, (laughs) right? (laughs) And then, um, so left my job July of 2019, launched the podcast in August. And now here we are. The rest is history, as they say. Yes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I... 12 years of side hustle. That is a long time. I feel like that was before side hustles were like mm-hmm. actually like as prevalent as they are now. Like everyone's like, well, I want a side hustle. You're like, no, I want something that's greater than what I'm doing right now. And I'm going to build it for myself. So yeah. kudos to you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it was definitely my friends, especially in the beginning, right? 2007, 2008, yeah. nobody else had something else that they were doing on the side. By like 2018, 2019, everybody was like, what should be my side hustle? Right. Like, you know, it became the thing. 
Um, and if you I weren't like, doing a you side guys hustle, don't even know, right? Yeah. If you weren't doing a side hustle, you're like not doing life. Right. <laughs> so totally. it sounds like health and wellness kind of became a passion of yours over the course of this time. So why would you say that health and wellness is important and why should we keep up with it? I'm a, this is a very, like, everyone's like, well, you're supposed to be healthy and stay healthy, but really why should we care about our health and wellness? Yeah. So it's, I think if there's one thing that came out of COVID, it's a renewed awareness of our health. Seriously. And a renewed awareness of how important our health is. So if we don't have our health, we can't do anything else. If you're not healthy, you can't take care of your parents, your kids, your siblings, your job, anything else. If you can't, and that could be right physical, that might be you know, if we can't put one foot in front of the other because one is broken mm-hmm. or we have so much pain in our back that we literally can't move or we're so fatigued or we have a fever or I mean, something physical, right, can stand in our way. Mm-hmm. And then there's also our mental and emotional health. Like if we can't, as you know, from the airline industry, right? Like <laughs> you got to put your own air mask on first, right? But like with our mental health, if we can't get it together for ourselves, and handle what life throws at us for ourselves, there is no way we can be there appropriately for the people who are counting on us. Self-care. Okay. So this is like as, as much as side hustle was like self-care all of a sudden Ugh. in the past, what year, year and a half has become yeah. like a, a buzzword. Big, right. It's like, and, right. What and now it's actually, empty. Right. Everyone's like, well, I'm going to have a bath. Okay. Congratulations. Like if that's what you need for your mental health and whatever, but what else it's not just about that, but are you running yourself completely thin in order to fill all those buckets that you think you need to fill? Well, so I think, so I think self-care has become this buzzword that almost is empty when people say it. Yeah. I also think a lot of people have started to use it as an excuse to do nothing. Oh my gosh. It's so true. Right. They're like, I'm just going to sit here and right. Hashtag self-care. Yeah. Right. Like do nothing. Um, And I am all for it. Like if that's what you need to recharge, a thousand percent. But I want to reframe. I'm so glad you asked this question. I want to (laughs) reframe how we think about self-care, right? So self-care is doing the things that your future self will thank you for. Oh, there was somebody I was just following on Instagram who's talking about this. Like she does stuff for her morning self the night before. Yeah, exactly. So that doesn't self-care doesn't mean not working out because you need to veg and self-care requires chilling out. Mm-hmm. No, if your future self would be better for having moved your body, moving your body is self-care. If, and the thing about a bath, like it's not about the bath. It's about how many things can we typically do while we're in a bathtub, right? We're typically turning technology off, although mm-hmm. I still listen to things because I'm a little crazy like that. Yeah, same. But like, <laughs> right? But like, it slows us down. It's a few minutes where maybe someone's not asking you for something because you're in the bathtub. So it's less about the thing mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes and more about what the thing allows you to do. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that you talk about a bath where, and it, for other people, I imagine it's like, okay, well, I'm intentionally set, like setting up a candle or a podcast I've been wanting to listen to or music that I really enjoy. Like even the process of setting up is part of that self-care in my opinion. And then you go through the process. So for me, like my self-care a couple weeks ago was like, I need a night alone. I'm not going to talk to anyone. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to get takeout food from my favorite restaurant. And I'm going to binge on a show I've been wanting to binge for about four weeks now. What show? Uh, I I think it was Bridgerton. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It was so good, by the way. Everyone who hasn't watched it yet, it's on Netflix. But it's just like, I just, I knew I needed that like alone time to be with me, myself and my lovely food and a margarita. Like that's what I needed in that moment in that week. So it's almost like you need to figure out what recharges you. Exactly. Exactly. And I also think it doesn't need to be this giant thing at the end of the week. Mm -hmm. It it sounds really stupid, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like it might be just sitting down at a table to eat the meal instead of eating, standing at the counter 
or in front of the computer yep, or even in front of the TV. Like I challenge you <laughs> sit down and eat a meal at a table, you know, it's just you and the food. It's hard. It's hard. It's because you're always like, I need to have something to entertain myself, yeah. uh, at work. When I, when we worked in the office environment, I would make sure to very rarely have lunch at my desk. And the, where I worked, it was awesome because they had amazing break rooms. So there were so many places to choose from. I would take my phone, listen to a podcast, or I would, as anyone can tell, I'm obsessed with podcasts, um, a book, like <laughs> something like that, just talking with somebody for 30 minutes. It makes such a difference and it breaks up your day. Mm-hmm. So. And it doesn't even have to be 30 minutes. Like it can be 30 seconds if you just focus on it. True. Yes. So like sometimes I think self-care too has gotten to be this thing where like that's yet a new mountain that we need to climb. <laughs> Another you know? to-do list item. Right. I exactly. have to put self-care. Did I get this? I saw somebody earlier this week on Instagram actually post like, did I get this many hours of self-care? And I'm like, oh, that seems like a lot of work. Like if that's what you need to make sure you can check it off, maybe, but it's I almost mean, like another to-do item. Right. Like if I were to sit down and sort of reflect, right, a lot of things that you're already doing are self-care, right? So I did my workout today. That's self-care. I took my vitamins, self-care. I um, didn't book an appointment when I probably could have squeezed it in, <laughs> self-care, right? Um making a to-do list so that I can get my brain mm-hmm. you know, organized. That's self-care. Like all these things you're already doing qualify. Yeah. It's more a function of just recognizing it as that. I love that. That's a really good mentality to wrap around versus I always have to have a nice bath, which I'm for baths, but if you don't have time, figure out something else unique and good. That might be the thing that happens once a week rather yeah. than every day. Yeah. Um, so we're talking about self care and making sure you, I mean, take care of yourself. That's where self care came from. But what happens if you don't do these things? Like what happens if you're just like, well, I'm just going to continue going. I'm going to run myself and see where I can go with this. And I did it. Like, let me preface this by saying like whole nine and and part of it is made worse by all of the books that we, we read and the things we see on Instagram, Like Grant Cardone, I have a love-hate, you know, like sleep less, do more, right? Sleep when you're dead. Do more, push, push, push. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. (laughs) If that isn't balanced by doing less in other moments, it pushes us into an extreme where our physical, mental, and emotional health all struggle. So physically, right? So I was working full-time. I had my business. I working out has always been like my sanity thing. So I would then, um, be like, okay, I got to get my workout in. I'm getting up now at 5.00 AM to do a 6.00 AM class so that I'm done by seven. I can get to work by eight and write all these things. Mm-hmm. And then at night I'm like, okay, got home from work at eight, ordered dinner, did something, right? Now I'm working on my business. But then, right, like it's 11 o'clock, I'm done, but oh, I need to like watch TV to unwind, right? Right. So then I'm watching TV and I'm up till one and I'm like, oh my God, I got to get up at five again, right? So like (laughs) we end up with this, this pace of things and it can feel like the right thing to do in the moment. Yes. Because we want to get these things done. It's what we do to make our dreams happen, you know? But one of the really sleep is so unbelievably important when it comes to our physical health. And I think most people really underestimate the importance of sleep for our physical health, right? So sleep is repair. Sleep is detoxification. Sleep is restoring and the body cleaning out and repairing itself and preparing for the next day. Mm -hmm. And the thing about sleep is you can't undo the lost sleep. We can't really make up for it on the weekend, right? Like it's not like if I sleep extra on Sunday or Saturday night, I'm 
doing extra detoxing that didn't happen on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It's just not really how the body works, right? So sleep is incredibly important. Um, That's when, you know, things that we learn turn into actual like long-term memory. So if you're (laughs) feeling like you have memory fog, right? Like that name just can't quite come to you, right? Mm -hmm. The words are escaping you, right? We probably B vitamins, but also (laughs) sleep, right? Our immune health. So there's a really strong relationship between sleep and immune health. Um, We see a dramatic reduction in um, immune function when people are sleeping like less than seven hours in some of the studies, um, you know, mood, right. Mental health. So, and our endocrine system. So all of these hormones, even our sleep wake cycles are controlled by hormones Mm -hmm. and we have excitatory hormones that turn on during the day. And over the course of the day, they should be decreasing and the inhibitory hormones, the one that tell us the ones that tell us to relax and go to sleep increase over the course of the day, right? They can't both be high at the same time. It's not how the body works. Mm -hmm. So if we're pushing, 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 those excitatory hormones are like always on. We're suppressing those inhibitory hormones, right? And then this is sort of a tangent, but like blue light. Yeah. So blue light from our screens, whether that's the TV, the computer, our phone, all the screens, that blue light on the light spectrum is closest to daylight. Oh, that's why it does everything. Yeah. So we're trying to relax. Our, li- our eyes are getting daylight. So our, the receptors, right, are sending signals to the brain of, I'm getting daylight. You got to be awake. Mm-hmm. And our brain is like, what do you mean I have to be awake? Like, I am tired, <laughs> right? So then we get signals, right? And so it, it screws with our inhibitory and our excitatory hormone balance. And then oftentimes, especially if nighttime eating is a thing, lay off the screens, guys. If your eyes are getting the daylight signal, but your brain and your body are tired. What's the signal? Well, it's daylight. I guess I'm supposed to be awake. How am I going to be awake when I'm tired? I need fuel. So I'm going to tell you I'm hungry so that I can stay awake. Mm -hmm. So it's like this vicious cycle. So our mental and emotional health, you know, is so critical with sleep. Um, Our metabolism, right? So our metabolism, hunger and satiety are actually controlled by hormones right? So it goes back to this whole endocrine system and all these hormones. I mean, it just goes on and on. Like we are more prone to physical injury when we're not sleeping. Um, I mean, it's just dramatic across the board. And I think when we start to, you know, push to make things happen in the rest of our lives, it's sleep that suffers most. Yeah. And certainly our food choices can be a factor and all of those kinds of things too. But a lot of times, like even cha- you know physical ailments things in the body that are caused by a lack of sleep present as a whole host of different symptoms mm-hmm. so our doctors right go to treat all those symptoms but if we just slept a little bit it probably all just take care of itself so sorry like just to no. come back to your actual question which was like why is this important like our health is so important and if we don't have it everything else suffers. And whether that looks like weight gain or getting sick all the time, like getting a cold all the time or feeling low energy or just not being on your game because your brain's not working quickly enough Mm -hmm. to keep up with the pace of the meeting that you're sitting in. Like we have a problem. (laughs) I go back to the time when it was like six months, I was leading an office for the first time, essentially. And I go back and think, I don't know how I survived that time of my life because I was not getting nearly enough sleep. I was probably averaging four to five hours of sleep um, per night, which is nothing. Like I get eight to nine hours of sleep now. I'm an old lady like at heart and I was (laughs) extremely stressed out. I was eating out almost every single meal 
And I look back and I'm just like, oh, I hated that life. I hated it. And I never want it again. So I'm glad I have the perspective of what it was like to make sure that I never end up in that boat again. I learned a lot from it in my career and a lot of other things, but there are certain things I definitely never want to go back to. And as a leader, as somebody who's really ambitious and somebody who, or maybe that you kind of feel stuck, you kind of need your health and wellness to kind of be that, I don't know if this is the right phrase, but like grounding force, like where you can start your foundation, it's, where you can build. Yeah. I describe it more. It's your backbone. Yes. That right? made, that's, that's better. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's our backbone. And if our backbone isn't strong, we're flailing physically, <laughs> right? Literally. Yeah. And, and so this is really the same thing. And the other thing that you just brought up is also stress mm-hmm. and the impact of stress. So that was a big thing. Like when I had what we now call burnout, right? So burnout yeah. is actually a diagnosis. Um, and it's what we used to call adrenal fatigue. Oh, wow. And so it's really where our adrenal glands aren't functioning properly because we have basically stressed them to the point where they can't even like your body's not even producing cortisol anymore because it just can't, you know? So like when we're, I'm going to talk about stress for a second because I think this is really important to understand like the biology of stress. Yes. So caveman, fight or flight. Stress response saved our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Being chased by a saber-toothed tiger, you need to muster the strength to fight it or run away. The problem is now we still have caveman biology and our lives have evolved Mm -hmm. far beyond that. So the stress response that used to be short-lived, like maybe 20 minutes, right? Because eventually... You outrun the tiger, you hide and watch it run past you, you know, or you kill it. And then you're like, okay, onward. And your breathing starts to calm down and like that stress response is tapering off. We no longer have that anymore. What stresses us is not physical. We think about a conversation that has to happen and we get butterflies in our stomach, right? (laughs) The phone buzzes. And that's a stress response. The alarm goes off. It triggers the stress response in the body. So we're under this constant stress. So this biological function that was supposed to be short-lived is now constant. And that is causing dramatic impact on our health. So when we're in that stress response, it turns off everything that is not critical to fight or flight. What's not critical to fight or flight? Our immune system, our metabolism, our reproductive system, our cognitive function, mm-hmm. right? All of these things, if it is not critical to fight or flee, it is off. So this mechanism that was designed to save our lives is now causing our demise, right? (laughs) Not to be dramatic, but like, it's really true. And so what's most important is to find ways to turn off that stress response, whether that's through a breathing, a breathing exercise, meditation, the bath, um, Mm -hmm. the workout, right? So even the phrase working out originally came from the idea that you were working out the stress from your body. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, yeah. Little known facts. Yeah. (laughs) Unnecessary information that is in my head. Um, (laughs) So when we look at our health and the things that we want to be happening or aren't happening, a lot of it comes back to stress, right? Sleeping helps turn off and, you know, Mm -hmm. turn off that stress response. Um, And so what can happen when we're under that constant stress, we end up in what's called adrenal fatigue. And- It took me longer to get out of it than I thought it would, (laughs) right? It is much easier to prevent us from getting there than to try to dig out from that well, Mm -hmm. you know? Well, actually, that kind of brings us to the next thing. So we talk about preventing it. And as leaders, people going into career, entrepreneurs, like 
you're balancing so many plates. It's ridiculous actually how many plates you have to balance and try to figure out what's priority. And sometimes, most times I would say health and wellness is the priority that tends to go lower. So how do we prevent the burnout? How do we make sure that we continuously stay healthy? Yeah. Um, it comes down to recognizing that it has to be a priority and deciding to make it a priority. What that means is that we make choices that support our health. What it doesn't mean is that we don't do anything else, <laughs> right? right? So, <laughs> so it doesn't mean that to be healthy, we have to stop all the other things. Like I lived this life working full-time, having my own business, you know, and kept my weight off and coached other clients and did all these things while eating out for 10 years. That's amazing, by the way. Well, like, but the point is, <laughs> thank you. But the point is you don't have to eat home to be healthy. Mm -hmm. We've decided, like we've put all these parameters, I think, on what that looks like. Like this actually came up with a client yesterday. He said something about like, oh, I, it was something like, I didn't have anything at home. So I went downstairs and got pizza. Like there is no. an alternative. Yeah. Right. So we have this idea that in order to be healthy, we have to have our home stocked. We have to have all this food prep done on Sunday. We have to like do all of these things. But like, what if it doesn't? Mm -hmm. What if it doesn't? Like I'm like the anti-food prep person. Like <laughs> I'm the one where like if I do the food prep, I'm not going to feel like eating anything I prepped all week. Mm -hmm. I so totally like, get it. <laughs> have you have you heard that really quick? Like food prepping is just creating leftovers for your entire week. <laughs> <laughs> that just made my day. I love it so, so much. If you're a food prepper, go for it. But that's I totally get that one too. <laughs> right. So it's more of like figure out what works for you. And that does require a little bit of experimenting, mm -hmm. right? And throw away all the things that you think have to be in order to be healthful, mm -hmm. right? So what it does look like is we move our body, we fuel ourselves with proper nutrition, we prioritize managing our stress, and we focus on sleep. Sounds great. Right? Drink some water in there. Right? But like, it doesn't mean <laughs> that those are the only things that can happen in a day. Yeah. And so <laughs> it comes down to learning tools, right? To make that happen. So food prep may not be your thing, but going to the grocery store might make it a whole lot easier mm -hmm. or having your go-to restaurants. So when I was eating out 10 years, um, I also had this thing of, am I ordering food because I don't have groceries or am I ordering food because like your night, <laughs> right? It yeah. was like a thing. It was like a, you know, mm -hmm. a moment. Mm -hmm. If I'm ordering because I don't have groceries, my mentality of what I'm ordering is an at-home meal replacement. So what is the closest thing to what I would make for myself that I can order from a restaurant? Mm-hmm a steamed platter from the Chinese place. Okay. Or I can get some protein and vegetables, steamed, a little bit of sauce, right? Or the diner. I can get a salad with some chicken on it. I can get, um, like we're in New York City, so there's a whole bunch of places that have things, but like protein and vegetables. Where can I get some relatively clean protein and vegetables and change it up? Like sometimes it might be, you know, fish, because I used to not make fish at home until the pandemic, right? <laughs> um, I used to not really make fish at home. So like, maybe that's what I'm ordering. So it's like, I can get these foods, but if it's an at-home meal replacement, that's very different. I'm not necessarily getting a filet and fries and an mm -hmm. extra side of this and maybe a dessert too, because why not, right? You can do that on occasion, of course. Right. But just because we're ordering out doesn't mean that that's the meal it has to be. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with all of that. And I like that mentality. I've never thought of it that way because there are days when you're just like, I didn't remember lunch or I need to go out and get something. I'm going to be out anyway. Um, and just think of it that way of a meal replacement that you would have already made yourself versus a fun meal that is kind of a treat. 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like the water, right? Set an alarm that goes off every hour and just remind you to drink some water. <laughs> yes. It, you know, water is critical for me. I yeah. can't, I now carry a water bottle with me everywhere. So if anyone wants a trick, just carry a water bottle with you everywhere because I take it out with errands. I take it out with like everything and it's staying hydrated has turned into key for me. Yeah. It's unbelievable how much energy water can give you. Oh my gosh. Um, and if you have a hard time with water, like play with the temperature. Yes. Like maybe ice cold water doesn't do it for you. Like I tend, to, I prefer to like chug a drink. <laughs> and so I am much better with room temperature water or slightly less cold water mm -hmm. than ice water. My sister and my mom need the ice water. They need it to be super cold. Mm -hmm. You know, figure out, play with different things to figure out what works for you. Yeah. I have a, if it's, it has to be super filtered for me. The taste is such a thing when it comes, yeah. like when we were in the office, I was like, okay, well I'll go to this one water fountain that tastes better than the other water fountains. Yeah. You know, a filter, whatever it takes, add some fruit to it, add yeah. some veggies to it, right? Like cucumber or any kind of fruit you like, like throw some berries in a pitcher of water and it's so good. Dip on that Lemon changes the so flavor. Good. And then, you know, mm -hmm. especially if you get bored with it, um, I, you know, I mentioned with nutrition, right? Protein and fiber protein is clean, lean protein. Fiber is vegetables and sometimes fruit stress, right? So how are we going to manage stress? Mm -hmm. Maybe that's with our workout. Maybe that's also with figuring out how to take a couple deep breaths, right? To start, one of the things I recommend is take a few deep breaths before you're going to eat. Oh. So one, it helps us build it into the day mm -hmm. and remind us to do it. But two, so going back to that stress thing, right? We're running, running, running from the saber-toothed tiger. Our breathing, <laughs> right, is heavy and like fast, right, when we're, when we're running. If somebody walked in a room and scared you, right, mm -hmm. and you gasp, you're like, <gasps> right, that a gasp is breathing short and high in the chest, right? That is stress breathing. Huh. When we think about um, like the tiger runs past us, we know we're safe. Mm-hmm our breathing starts to slow down. It gets deeper in our belly, right? Our breathing goes to our diaphragm rather than our chest. Mm -hmm. Slower, deeper breathing is a chemical signal to the body that the stressor has passed. Okay. Okay. Remembering that when we're in that stress response, we're not digesting food. We have no immune system. Our brain isn't working. All these things shut off, right? When we can turn that off, our body will return to digesting, right? So we give our body the rest and digest, digest signal through a few deep breaths before we eat. That's so smart. I love that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's so much more than that, right? Like I highly yeah. encourage everybody to no, learn to breathe and, yeah. you know, even start humming. Okay. Humming activates what we call the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve connects the gut and the brain. Uh -huh. um, it is dramatically impacted by stress the tone. So humming tones the vagus nerve. And this could be a whole other conversation on itself. <laughs> so the moral of the story is like, just hum. Yeah. <laughs> like, so these are great tricks. Like it, I almost, you talk about mealtime. I almost think about like, okay, so you're entering your one-on-one. -on -one. You're not looking forward to the conversation with your boss yeah. or with somebody you're leading, taking those deep breaths and really mentally preparing yourself for it but calming yourself down with a few deep breaths and being intentional about that. And after, right? So we can prepare ourselves for mm -hmm. it. And then after, so that we don't take all of that craziness into the next thing. Yes. Yeah. Because remember, the stress, like, listen, there is good stress. It takes what we call you stress, the good stress, to get out of bed in the morning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? So like... Stress isn't all bad. So more like that conversation being stressful, right? We think of adrenaline, yeah, that extra oomph, right? That can be a good thing, but we also want it to taper off. So after the meeting, after the uncomfortable conversation, mm -hmm. you know, shake it off, do something <laughs> that like, you probably heard that in my voice, you guys, as I'm like sitting here shaking, um, <laughs> you know, do something, those deep breaths 
so that that can be left behind instead of carried with you. So what you're kind of saying is it's a bell curve. Like you're yes. going to have that bell. You're going to reach the top of the bell, but you just have to make sure you come down at some point. Exactly. And the bell curve, by the way, cortisol in the body over the course of the day is a bell curve. Okay. Right. Normal cortisol levels sort of exist on a bell curve. Yeah. That's, oh, I, I really, I'm liking this mentality. I think it's a good methodology. It's something that people can take away. And I appreciate that. Okay. So we talked about a few things that we can do. Oh, there was one thing I did want to mention too, working out because before two, three years ago, I was under the mentality that when you worked out, you worked out, like you <laughs> did 30 minutes of cardio, you did weight training, you did all of those things. And I finally came under the conclusion two years ago. Okay. Well, why can't I just like do three work or three exercises, three sets of those and be done and call that my workout. Okay, cool. So once I started doing that, I worked out more. Yeah. <laughs> like it yeah. wasn't a big deal. And that totally changed my whole workout life. I've now I worked up to more things, but some days, you know, you just don't want to do like 30 minute, 45 minute Peloton class. Sometimes you're like, take the pressure off. Right. Go for you know, a walk. It's so, yeah. And so it's really interesting. Um, not every workout is the workout of your life. Yes. You're not always chasing, being chased by a saber tooth right. tiger. <laughs> right. Like, the other thing is to your point too, your workout might look like doing something for 10 minutes twice a day. So you have 10 minutes here and 10 minutes there. Mm-hmm. Right. I have a, I know someone, she, um, she used to get super annoyed that she was like the only one who would take the dog out. Right. So she decided that, and they just like took the dog. She would stand on the porch and the dog would do his business in the yard and come back. Right. Yeah. And sometimes that was a couple minutes. Sometimes that was a little longer. So she decided she was going to do squats on the porch the entire time the dog was running around. So sometimes that was 60 seconds. Sometimes that was three minutes, whatever. She noticed a change in her body. She noticed a change in her mood. She noticed a change in her energy. By the way, your quads are directly connected to your brain and your Ooh, mood. Good to know. So work your quads. It'll make you feel better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's um, it got to the point where then she now is like loving the fact that no one else takes the dog out. And if somebody even volunteers, she's like, no, 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 I got it. Yeah. I like that story. So like find the little ways to fit it in. Like it doesn't have to be earth shattering every day and just moving your body. So then also, right, this is lead into it. Like as we're talking about being leaders, Mm -hmm. what if you told somebody on your team to just go for a walk? Or do a one-on-one walking. Yeah. We've done those before. I do it all the time. So I will say to people too, um, you know, Hey, do you mind if we do a phone call? Cause if it's nice, I'd love to walk while we talk. Yeah. Cause these days you're not necessarily in the same place. Right. Right. I have never had someone say no. Right. We had somebody in our one office. He would be on his bike, like with his phone in front of him. Um, not like outside, but just an indoor bike. And he, we'd see him like literally drenched in sweat, but he was listening in the meeting and then he'd be like super out of breath while he's adding in his input, but we still did it and it was fine. Nothing big, but it was a great way for him to get his workout in. Yeah. And I think, listen, it depends where you are in the organization, if that's acceptable, right? but there's something to be said for you know, and especially, you know, when I worked full time, I worked in a few different industries that were very demanding. And in particular, I spent about 12 years in hedge funds. And it's one of those things where the expectations are so high and the room for error is negative, right? And it's important to recognize that sometimes what someone needs is just a minute. You know, and so as a leader, (laughs) to give people that space, it doesn't mean that anything is wrong. It doesn't mean that they're not great, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? And to treat people like humans. I think sometimes what's happened in business is that our expectations of people 
create a feeling of not being able to do the things that we need to do, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's really important. And that starts from you as a leader, right? You know, and sometimes also right. Leading from below (laughs) to say, perfect. And maybe it's saying, you know, do you mind if I get this to you in an hour instead of expecting to get it back to them in 10 minutes? Yes. Ask the question, do you, what time do you need it? Is it okay if I do it this way? Yeah. They'll tell you what they need. Just ask the question. Don't assume. Oh, that's such a big one. And along those lines, if you're feeling overwhelmed, right, or you have all these things going on, And they want to assign you one more thing because you're the person who gets shit done, pardon my French, so you get more stuff to do, right? (laughs) So it works. (laughs) That was also like one of my things when I started working was being good at your job. You just shoot yourself in the foot because you get more to do without anything else. Like whatever. I digress. (laughs) (laughs) It's a big topic. Yeah. Um, But to say to them, Great. Happy to add this to the mix. Let me know how you want to prioritize between A, B, C, D, E, F, G, X, you know, go through the list of all the things that you have to do. Yes. And they may say, you know what, focus on this. I'm going to give this to someone else, you know, or they're going to say, totally get it. All of those things can wait. This is now the priority. Right. And yes, if you, I've, it's managing your own stress in a different right. way. It yeah. is, but it's asking the questions. It's making sure, okay, well, I want you to be aware of what I actually have on my plate that you might've forgotten that you've given me 10 times over and talk about this one thing that I can tell is a priority for you at this moment in time. So let's figure out where we can meet in the middle or just continue on in the direction that we're supposed to be going. It's such an important conversation to have, but it does manage you. You manage yourself. You lead yourself. You, it's just important. Everyone take this away because it's just one of those things that I don't think is taught very often. Um, I just listened to somebody a couple weeks ago. They're like, Oh, it's Thursday, Thursday evening. Somebody said they needed this document tomorrow, or I have to do this document for tomorrow. I was like, Oh, did you ask if you could get the two of them on Monday? They're like, no, it's a holiday on Monday. I was like, okay, well, still, you could have asked the question. And then maybe you could have had all day Friday to do it instead of completely running yourself ragged to get it done by the time frame you think it needs to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a function of a lot of the stressors that we put on ourselves whether that's with work or with deciding that to be healthy requires the 45-minute workout, getting up at 5 a.m. and meal prepping on Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's a perception change. Yeah. It's a complete perception change. Like you've made those decisions rather than it actually being the reality. Yes. Change the perception is reality, but not always. Like you can change how you think and feel about it. Yeah. So- you were talking about your one client earlier, and I'd love to hear what you have heard some of the most common obstacles were that you come across with your clients and how you have found the best ways to overcome them. So this could be like three hours. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I think one of the Oh my God. Okay. So many are flooding my head. I'm going to spit out what's coming into my head and then you can help me go through them all. Okay. Sounds good. Um, So the first thing, you know, misinformation, crazy expectations, like we've talked about Mm -hmm. time. I don't want to. Let's talk about the, I don't want to. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about that. (laughs) So this came up with, uh, one of my groups. So I work with clients individually and in groups. So last night I had a group call And this came up as one of the biggest obstacles. And we sometimes get in that phase of like, I don't want to think about this. Like, I don't want to pay attention to what I'm eating. I don't want to have to work out. I don't want to have to think about all these things. Mm -hmm. And so one side of this is what I call the plums. The poor little old me's. (laughs) Poor little old me that I have to think about what I'm eating. Poor little old me that I have to figure out how to get my exercise in every day. Poor little old me that I'm not eating ice cream every day. Like, 
I feel like we can make a joke of it, right? And okay, and onward, you know, like we can sort of get it out of our system with the plums, yeah. you know, and it makes us laugh and mm-hmm. then we can like move on. And really what's coming up is we're battling between what we feel like in the moment and the outcomes that we actually want. Mm-hmm. You could call that a goal. You could call that, you know, the, right. But the like things your that why. we actually want. Yeah. Right. Like the outcomes we're really looking for versus what we feel like doing in the moment. Mm-hmm. And everything is a choice. Choosing nothing is a choice, <laughs> right? We make choices out of intention or by default. Mm-hmm. So we're either making choices by default in how we feel in the moment or by intention based on the outcome that we're looking for. The guilt, the beating ourselves up comes when those two things are misaligned. When we took an action that was misaligned with the outcome that we're actually looking for. Mm-hmm. In everything, right? Not just with, you know, a food choice, but even in, you know, our organizations and the work that we're doing. Right. And so sometimes it's really just saying, yeah, I totally get that I don't feel like it in the moment, but I also know that what I really want is this and that's what's going to make me feel better and feel positive and feel energized and feel confident. And that's what's going to allow me to do all the things. So I'm just going to eat the thing that I know is the better choice and mm-hmm. onward, mm-hmm. you know, and we can sometimes recognize it like the I don't want to is the petulant child, right? Like one of the things we talked about last night is like, go get in the mirror and stamp it out and shake your arms and pretend like you're five, <laughs> throw the temper tantrum mm-hmm. and then go eat what you knew, you know, what you had originally planned you know, (laughs) for the healthful choice. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many times I'm a venter like, or venter. I, I vent like, that's just one of my things. That's how I process. So I find Mm -hmm. the people I can vent to and trust, but afterwards I'm usually like, I work through it and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do it now. Okay. Like, yeah, I guess it's the right thing to do, but I always have to vent first. So I think that's like my toddler tantrum. Yeah. In the meantime of what you're talking about, I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Okay. But it's probably good for me. So let's go and do it. Right. And you know, what's interesting, which I bet you didn't even notice is that both of those times you had a giant sigh first. Probably. sigh is a physical release of stress. Yeah. So just, just take (laughs) a couple big sighs and let it help you keep going. Yeah. It's yeah. I think I did that naturally. Just yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's real. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I, the amount that I feel like stress and health, they seem to collide. That's, I feel like that's what we've talked about most. It's like, yeah, how to overcome things and then work through them and to be healthy because of it. Yeah. So that's just awesome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you have another obstacle? Um, so what were the other ones? So the time, time is a big one. Yeah. Um, and that just like we were saying, you know, without, it comes down to priorities Mm -hmm. and building it in and recognizing that it's a fallacy that these things require extra time all in. Right. So for example, my vitamins in the morning might add 60 seconds. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, taking that deep breath a couple times a day adds 30 seconds at a time. So maybe that's all in like, let's go crazy and say it's, I do it six times, which maybe has never happened in my life, right? <laughs> Call it three minutes. Mm-hmm. All in, that's four minutes out of our day, right? How many hours? What's your screen time? How many hours, oh <laughs> right? Have you been staring at your phone? You can find four minutes, mm-hmm. but we turn those four minutes and make us feel like to find those four minutes is climbing Mount Everest. So taking it all back down to size, mm-hmm. right? Meal prep doesn't have to take an hour before a meal. Like my 15 minute meal, one baking sheet, piece of 
foil or parchment. Yeah. Right. Then I don't even have to clean the baking sheet. So parchment on the paper, you know, Mm -hmm. like on the baking sheet, chop up some vegetables, whatever vegetables you have. I like variety. Our body responds better to variety. So I'll usually chop up a couple kinds, right? Mm -hmm. Throw them around the perimeter of the baking sheet. So maybe it's been five minutes to chop some vegetables, right? Piece of fish. I don't care whatever kind of fish you like. A little olive oil on everything. Put the fish down in the middle of the pan. Cover it with something you like, whether that's a few ta- like marinara sauce or mm-hmm. Dijon mustard or just slices of lemon, right? Throw that in the middle and cover it. What's that? Another minute or two, mm-hmm. right? Olive oil, a little pepper. I'm not big on salt because I'm just sensitive to salt, but throw on a little salt if you want it. Throw in the oven, 425, 10 minutes, maybe 12 to 15, depending on the size of your fish. So my prep time was, I don't know, seven or eight minutes. Mm -hmm. It goes in the oven. I can go do something else. I come back 10 minutes later. I literally take the parchment and just, I take the piece of fish off and then I take the parchment and like dump it like a funnel onto the plate. I do that too. Right? Throw the parchment away. Great. Dishes are done when that's, you know, not hot anymore. I'll just put it away. Mm-hmm. And I have dinner in 10 minutes, 15 minutes, right? It's a fallacy. We've made it up that a healthful dinner requires an hour every night. Right. Or Instapot or a air right. fryer, which both of those are great tools, but right. Like all these things, yeah. like it, we can set it up. We can decide that this isn't going to take up a ton of time. Mm-hmm. And I will say though, you know, sometimes in the beginning there, li- there is a little bit of extra attention or extra effort to get to a place where it doesn't take right. a ton of time. Right. Right. But like we have all watched five episodes of a Netflix show that more or less kind of sucked because someone told us that it gets good. Right. But we're not willing to put in a little bit of extra effort to get mm-hmm. to the place where then this is just what you do. And it takes zero extra time. And it's once you, for recipes, for workouts, for whatever it is, once you do it once or twice, it becomes one of those things that you're like, oh, okay, well I can do this in like however much amount of time. So it's like getting over that learning curve, the tiny learning curve of what each of these things are. But I will say mentally, those things are intimidating when you first Mm -hmm. overcome them, but that's the, where it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to, that's that same mentality. Just go do it. You're going to be prouder of yourself after you actually get it done. And get some support. Mm -hmm. Also the idea that you have to do this alone. Right. Not true. (laughs) You know, asking for help is, I mean, I will be honest. I was independent. It's hard. I like a couple years ago. Finally, I started asking my friends for help. It's amazing. Like what you are able to ask for, like, not, I'm not saying ask for like a million dollars, but like ask, I just asked a friend today. I was like, Hey, do you have that file that we worked on like five years ago? <laughs> I would, right. it would make this one job. I have so much easier if I already had a template. Right. Or even just like someone like me, I just gave you 15 things that you could do. Right. 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 Listening yeah. to a podcast is also help. Yes. Right. <laughs> like getting some extra support. To be like, hey, you know, what do you do for this? How can I make mm-hmm. it easy? Got any ideas? Yeah. Well, also apps. I mean, f- yeah. instead of following Instagram is a rabbit hole for me, but instead of following people who don't provide anything additional or positive to your day, I followed, and this is one of my favorite people to follow now is Half-Baked Harvest. Her recipes are amazing. She teaches you how to cook the stuff like on her IG stories and it's inspirational. It's like, I actually want to cook now because I'm following her. So just add, adding those things that will inspire you to become whatever your goal is. Totally. So, oh, this has been so awesome, Jen. I can't think like, is there something that we missed that you want to talk about that you make sure uh, people want to listen to? (laughs) I mean, it's more about like, More than anything, like, let me know what questions you have, right? Like we sort of touched on some things that maybe we didn't dive into. Like if you have questions, reach out. Like I absolutely want to hear from you. What's sticking with you? What questions are you trying to build a side hustle, right? Like what questions do you have about that kind of stuff? Um, You know, just can't wait to connect with you. 
Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jen. Learned so much. I can't wait to put these show notes and stuff together too, because it's going to just have so much great information that I think the audience can take away from this episode. So I hope that you enjoy the rest of your day and thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lead Into It. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to help future listeners. If you want to learn more about the podcast or me, go to leadintoit.co. That's leadintoit.co. Thanks again.